1: Welcome back to The Blitz, week five. My name is Alex Dunlap. You can find me on Twitter at RosterWatch. You can find all of my content at RosterWatch.com and hear me on Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern, Sundays, the game day edition, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Joined, as always, by, De- by Mr. Derek Cardy. You can find him on Twitter at Derek Cardy. He's the creator. He's the curator. He's the mathematician, the magician, the mastermind the mythical creature, the man behind the man behind the man behind the Blitz projection system at rotogrinders.com, which you can find at rotogrinders.com slash dash Blitz. You can pull it right up into lineup HQ. It is a great tool for anybody to use to get their projections. It's been absolutely crushing this year. Great time to jump on and get the Blitz uh, is right now. Um, and of course, you can find all of his content over at rotogrinders.com. Joining us as always, The Chief, Chief Justice 06, he is Will Priester, that is at Chief Justice 06 on Twitter and across the DFS streets. All of his content from football to basketball to baseball to prize picks to card collecting all over at rotogrinders.com. Of course, Chief is uh, an, an epic tournament player. Cardi likes to play in tournaments, but has a little bit more of a cash game kind of optimal mind. I find myself a little bit more on Cardi's side. We will go through this slate um, talking about running backs, wide wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, and then we will get to the Blitz survey where we'll talk about some of our favorite stacks. We will then have our conviction and consequences segment where we give our producer, Steve, who's generally here. We have our great producer, Devin, uh, subbing in today. But uh, we will have our four-man conviction plays for the four-man contest where we'll hand out a quarterback once again. To our good friend, Will, who had just a terrible luck last week. I believe we gave him Teddy Bridgewater. He ended up at the very bottom of the standings last week. So hopefully we'll give him a better quarterback this week. We can get Will up off the floor, man. I ended up taking down cash game number three. So uh, I think I edged out Cardi by like 0.15 points. So clearly Cardi would have Cardi would have been cashing because we both had monsters right there at the very top. Uh, I felt like I felt like a real weasel squeaking that thing out against Cardi. But yeah, three. Uh, I need to be playing more cash games on DraftKings this year, apparently. And now that I've jinxed myself, let's talk about this slate. Car- Cardi, we need to get a 30,000 foot view from each of you. Um, let's pretend like your brother, the rapper Playboy Cardi, walks up <laughs> to you and says, Cardi, I am the, oh, I, I'm the most famous Cardi there is. I, I, I don't want to hear anything from you about being on ESPN or being on Roto Grinders, anything else. I'm more famous, but I need to know how to win in DFS this week. How the hell am I going to do it, brother?
2: And I'm going to give that guy such good advice because he's the first guy in several weeks that hasn't, like, punched me or, like, done something to, like, physically upset me. So, Playboy is getting all the or advice.
1: Like, or, or, like, taking your sub sandwich and stuffed it down his pants.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's an interesting week in that um, I feel like the general build is fairly obvious, but there's definitely several different pieces you can kind of mix and match. Like there's not a whole lot of clarity, I feel like, in a couple positions. Um, so it's, it's just kind of a, a weird week. I feel like it's kind of a tight pool, but there's like not a lot of like have to have
1: plays. Huh. All right. Sense. Chief, does that make it good for tournaments? I mean, not a lot of have to have plays and maybe some... Ownership that's uh, spread out a little bit could be interesting for you. How is your player pool looking this week, and what's your thirty thousand foot view on the slate? Is it is it one you like? Is it a juicy one?
3: Well, I, I think every slate's juicy just because <laughs> there's always an edge somewhere, right? And you know, it, it might not be obvious on the surface, but I think we just have to to look through and find it, which is why we do this show every week. And I'm telling you, every week I pull up the Blitz. Something pops out at me that I did not expect. And really, if you've been following the blitzes, some of the things we've talked about are highlighted. I, I'm not saying this because I'm on the show. It's, it's, I'm saying it because it's true. Most of these things that will, would kind of give get you on a different build have all worked out. Like they've, they've pretty much all worked out. Outside of maybe Mike Davis versus Cordero Patterson. Yeah. We'll talk about that again. But outside of that, uh, I think, you know, Um, because I think we'll still see uh, some people be a little bit more popular than they should. It gives us these bills that could be optimal in other spaces, right? Like, you know, of of course, you know, when you look at like quarterback and I'm using that as an example, I know we're getting there, but we might have a quarterback that's a little bit higher on than maybe should be this week. And now we got all these other guys where it's like, well, nobody's talking about this guy. Nobody's talking about that guy. And so that's what I think. I think, This is a week where there's popular opinion and popular opinion could lead you down a road of unsuccess. Overall, not not that you won't cash, but if you want to win big, I think getting off the popular opinion is is for sure the way to go.
1: And Chief's right about some of these big winners, man. We just love hearing, you know, one of our listeners and viewers this year has already, you know, shipped us the screenshot from, from winning the million bucks and Um, some other just really really big hits this year we love seeing them and um, uh, certainly please continue to to send those we have we absolutely love it Uh, of course we've had a lot of good
2: ones we've had a couple I think live (laughs) final ticket winners yeah man several like six-figure guys like it's been it's been a good year so congratulations to everybody for real
1: you, you love to see it. You also love to see you guys liking and subscribing uh, here on YouTube. If you're watching it live, of course, the Blitz is free this week. It's usually behind the paywall. So you can check out rotogrinders.com. And you get a membership over there, uh, Daily Strategy Shows. that will help you in FanDuel, DraftKings. Uh, also a bunch of free daily shows fantasy sports advice uh, different picks live chats and more also make sure and subscribe to the roto grinders daily fantasy football uh, podcast feed this show will be on there but there's a ton of free shows every week i subscribe and um you know it's great man they got the show with uh lord reeves and daigle that's the one i listen to every week they got the one with the football guys dudes the pff dudes Blenders on there. I mean, Jamino's ownership report. There's just a ton of great stuff there. They're published throughout the NFL season, so check it out over there. If you're watching on YouTube again, please like and subscribe. It helps with the channel, um, boys. With all that being said, you guys want to do this? We can start at the quarterback spot. Let's do it. Okay, so Chief, you said earlier that you you know on DraftKings that. The, Kim, listen, we, we generally kind of start at the top and kind of move down, but I think just let's just start with the Trey Lance elephant in the room. Is, is, is that what you were saying? I mean, I saw Jamino's ownership projections last night. I haven't looked today, but he was around 15% projected ownership last night. And, and while in a vacuum, that's not, you know, a huge ownership percentage at the quarterback spot. You start, I mean, you generally don't see these guys getting above that 10. So he, he's he's going to be a popular quarterback for who he is, and you definitely see ways for him to fail. Then again, you know, the one time we see him in action, one half of football, 21 fantasy points. Um, A lot of that did come on a completely busted route by uh, completely busted coverage by Jamal Adams on that Debo Samuel catch. But with that said, what do you think chief just starting with you, you were the one who mentioned it. Were you talking about Trey Lance when you said he was going to be a popular play that a lot of people were were going to be on?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, and I, I just think historically when you see quarterbacks at 15%, I mean, that's actually pretty high, like for quarterback. Like if this was wide receiver, okay. You know, but quarterback where you can only play one and he's at 15%. And I mean, he's still a rookie quarterback, just like all these other ones. Like, I don't, I don't see. And he's 5,700. He's not 5k. He's not 4,800. He's he, he's getting close to like the mid range, like, you know, Derek Carr or, Joe Burrow. And I'm not saying I would play those guys this and I'm not saying I wouldn't, I'm saying in terms of salary. And I, I think, you know, guys that can get the job done. I definitely think these are guys that, uh, that, that possibly could. So, you know, when I, when I just kind of look at that and look at the ownership, I like Trey Lance. I, I like, I like what we think that he can do, but we still don't know that yet. And so I think, you know, on a week like this where we're getting a quarterback that's unproven against a a pretty hot Arizona team. I mean, I, just last week, they played the Rams. It's not like the Rams ran up the score. I think they only scored, what, 20 points? 17, it, it, it's not like the Rams just came in and it was like 45 to 30 or 45-38. The Rams didn't really score any points. So I'm not buying into the fact that Trey Lance is going to step into Arizona and just suddenly save the San Francisco 49ers. I'm actually taking a fade, full fade, on Trey Lance this week um, just because I think for quarterback and an unproven quarterback and what's what I think is going to be a tough game for him. um, I think the ownership's too high. And I I think it all goes back to something as simple as you said, busted coverage, 75 yard touchdown. You take that away. Where's he at? You know what I mean? So, and I know it was one half of football, but I I still think Trey Lance is going to have a a little bit tougher time than, than what we think. So I'm going to take the fade on
1: Artie, we talked about it on the Sirius XM show this morning when you were uh, nice enough to come on. And well, like I mentioned to you, I kind of like the Arizona defense just because with no George Kittle, I mean, I think that he would have been largely been held to sort of helping out against some of that edge rush that these Cardinals can kind of bring against a rookie quarterback. Um, without him, I feel like that definitely – you know, that hurts Trey Lance. I feel like it hurts Trey Lance in more ways than just being down one, one pass catcher, if that makes sense. Uh, what do you think about Lance? He's going to be so popular. Are you on it? I mean, does the blitz even have him popping? And I mean, because he's he's, he's, the point is he's only 5,700. And so he can make some other things happen in a week where we want to pay up for some other guys that we'll get to. Is he popping any blitz optimals? How's this thing shaking out for you?
2: Yeah. So there's three quarterbacks that are kind of in the top tier for the blitz in terms of smash percentage. And Trey Lance is one of them, but he's the one I'm least considering for cash games, at least. And I think especially for GPPs with how high owned he's going to be like San Francisco stacks don't really project that well, unless you do like, like a skinny stack or something. Um, The thing with Trey Lance is that even though he does project well, 21 and a half points, he's like the second highest point per dollar guy on the slate. Like he projects well, but like, you don't have to jam this guy in. This guy is not a sure thing. Like, have we not learned our lesson the last couple of weeks with Justin Fields? Like that is the floor for these rookie quarterbacks. I don't care what the pedigree is, how high they got drafted in the draft. On average, first round rookie quarterbacks are the worst quarterbacks were starting quarterbacks in football their first year, people just don't want to believe that because they see the hype and the, the draft pick and everything else. Rookie quarterbacks are generally not good their first year, at least with their arms. They can rush, they can score points that way. Um, and Trey Lance can certainly do that, but there's a good chance that he's going to struggle throwing the ball to start out. And basically all the quotes we've gotten from the San Francisco coaching staff this week have been along the lines of, Well, there's going to be some growing pains. Well, it might be an adjustment for Lance. It's not like they're like, oh yeah, he's ready to go. He's going to tear shit up. Like that's just not um, like the the impression that we're getting from them. This is a team that likes to run the ball to begin with, a very run heavy team. Teams tend to run even more when they have a rookie quarterback. He's going to be missing George Kittle. Um, More than anything else though, is that we have Daniel Jones for 300 more. Daniel Jones is the same type of quarterback but more secure and better. He's a young quarterback who can score points with his legs, who now has actually proven that he can come into his own and throw the ball. He's improved so much as a passer this year that, and he's in a really good spot too. He's also in a dome. He's also against a fast paced offense. Like he's 300 more, he's better, he's safer. I even hate the word safe, but he's safer. Um, So I just don't see any need to go with Trey Lance, when you have Daniel Jones right there, and you know so much more what you're getting with him.
1: So we'll, we'll get that. We'll get down to this Daniel Jones territory here in a second, but I'd like to just, if we could just go back up to the very top and Cardi, I'll just stick with you quickly. Um, it, is the blitz popping up any Kyler Murray? I mean, he's 8k yeah. on DraftKings. It's all right. I, think- I mean, he
2: projects well, obviously, but he's not showing up in like optimal
1: lineups because of the price. Chief, what about what about whenever you're putting together lineups and you're putting together builds? Are you getting any Kyler Murray? Because it just seems like it's so hard to, to so hard to find any way to stack him for tournaments. When you consider the fact that DeAndre Hopkins, even though his prices come down a little bit, that's still a stack that's going to cost you almost 16k between those two guys, and then. I mean, who knows, just pin the tail on the donkey, you know, some blind, spin yourself around and blindfold yourself and pin it on A.J. Green or Rondale or Kirk. It's really, really hard to figure out what you're going to be doing there. Um, but I know that you like to do weird stuff that other people aren't doing. Are you doing any, any of that stuff this week?
3: Man, it's, it's going to be tough to, uh, I think, get Kyler this mm-hmm. week just because of some of the, some of the other things I want to, I want to do in, in other positions. So I, I do like Kyler, right? But I, I'm not sure, I hear what I'm saying, I'm not saying, because he, he can have an upside game in any spot. This just doesn't seem like the game where the upside will be there completely. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of course he could come out and throw for five touchdowns and they could just run away with the game. But I, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to need him to, to be Superman this week. And I, and I think that's what, you know, we may need at our quarterback position. So I love Kyler. I um, think he's a great play, but I'm not going to have him in my pool this week.
1: I know Cardi's not going to be playing Tom Brady. I know Cardi probably is not going to be playing Aaron Rodgers, but I could see Cardi playing Jalen Hurts, and definitely I could see Cardi playing Dak Prescott. Um, so I see Cardi shaking his head about – or nodding his head about Dak. But just staying with you real quickly, uh, Philadelphia going in to play your – your Carolina Panthers. What do you think of Jalen this week? It doesn't feel like you know. Jamino has his ownership percentage at just four percent, and um, he's been very, very steady, very good. I know that Ka- the Carolinas had a much better defense. You, you and I have been noticing it since the first week of the season. But they are they are a little bit banged up in the secondary. They're having to bring in reinforcements and Stephon Gilmore, but he's I, he won't be available until next week, right? And so well, a
3: couple of weeks. I, I think he's maybe a, a week or two out. Oh, okay. So he's not going to be there for sure this week at so, all.
1: So so what do you think about Jalen? And 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 then I also want to ask both of you guys about that.
3: Yeah, I, I absolutely think Jalen's in play this week. Um, simply because I, I am expecting the Eagles to be behind. I mean, I'm not expecting them to be behind like 30 points, but you know, I, I think this is a game where Carolina should be able to control the game. Uh, we are at home, so so I feel pretty good about us being able to score points. Um, and we've proven that we we can score points this year, which is good. So I think I think Jalen's a great play uh, just from a from a game script perspective. And um, you know, even if you're kind of looking at the, uh, uh, the the blitz level game factors, I mean, we, we should be fine in, in terms of plays run, we're kind of in that second tier. Bunch where you've got like Dallas and the Giants at like one hundred twenty eight point nine, and then we're right there at one twenty eight point seven. So we're kind of right there. So that's another reason why, why I'm I'm pretty excited. Um So yeah, I'm I, I'm for sure in on Jalen Hurts and his pass catchers this week.
1: Cardi what about Dak Uh, we we mentioned him and I'm 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 looking right here underneath Dak. Dak is 6,900 on DraftKings at 6,500 is Kirk Cousins come on man he's home he's in a dome well it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a great matchup it can't be a Cardi special no Kirk Cousins for you this week it doesn't seem like you're too interested. uh
2: not as a cash play like I think Cousins is fine I think Minnesota stacks are certainly fine um but I like Dak more Dak, Dak is, is the better quarterback. Dak um, has really good weapons. Like he's at home in a dome also. Um, it projects as a, uh, a, a much faster uh, game pace. Uh, this Minnesota-Detroit game projects a little below average for pace, whereas Dallas-New York projects as the second fastest pace game on the slate. So uh, for me, I'll take Dak. Um, I, like I said, there's kind of like a, a tier of top three quarterbacks for the Blitz in terms of smash percentage. It's Jones. It's Lance and it's Dak. So Dak and Jones are the two that I'm really deciding on between cash games. Like if you want to do Lance, like you can do it, go ahead. Um, But I just, I just don't see why you play him over Daniel Jones. Um, And if you have the money to get up to Dak, you, you get up to Dak. So those are kind of the the top tier quarterback plays for me this week. um, At least for cash games.
1: It feels like a pretty tight pool for you, Cardi. It feels like you're, it feels like you're really struggling with, with the whole thing about you know whether it's whether it's because, it, I mean, it, it it feel it doesn't feel like that much to get up from six k to sixty nine hundred for Dak Prescott, but once you start putting together some of these rosters, like you can, this is a week we can really use that 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 nine hundred. Um, is there anybody else who is even on the periphery of what the Blitz likes this week besides the three that, the three that you mentioned? that daniel jones and lance and then i just want to go to chief and have him clean up any other quarterbacks that he'd like to touch on before we move on
2: yeah i mean there's not there's no one else that i'm considering for cash in gpps you're considering quarterbacks because you like him in stacks like tom brady like buck stacks i think are great this week so you play brady there but in cash you're not playing anyone like that
1: what about you chief? I mean, is it a, is it a tight player pool for you? I feel, I mean, you're in, it feels like you're in on Jalen Hurts. It feels like you're in on Dak. Who else are you in on this week and, and what does your player pool generally look like?
3: Is it a, is it a little tighter than usual? Um, Yeah. I mean, like I said, no collar in, in on Dak, in on Hurts, um, in on Darnold's um, and I, I'm actually, I am in on uh one lower price quarterback that um, it's not going to get a whole lot of ownership, but I've just been watching them play. Seems like they're dialing up a few more runs for them. I do feel like this is a spot where they can score some points as well. Even uh, though they hate tre-
1: their coach? Even though they hate their coach? Yeah, and, not, and, that, <laughs> and, that, yeah and that's Trevor Lawrence. I
3: mean, I, I think, and so that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, so that's another thing. When you're looking at the difference between Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance, like Trevor Lawrence has at least had a chance to get through some games, and then you've kind of seen this coaching philosophy change, in my opinion. Where the first game they came out and just said, Hey, and, and they did get behind against Houston, but they just kind of let him run around and throw the ball, you know, a million times, right? And it was very unsuccessful. He threw the ball 51 times. And but then you look the next game, 33 34, last week, uh, 24 against Cincinnati. Rushing attempts have steadily been kind of climbing a little bit. And I think that was smart on the coaching staff's part. Allow him to play a little bit closer to how he did in college, so he can gain some confidence, right? And then you know everything will start to kind of get in sync. That they're not playing some juggernaut defense this week, and so I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, has a shot at you know pretty nice day. Uh, you know, I, I know you know he's not really you know throwing a whole throwing a whole lot of touchdowns each game, but he rushed one in last week. I think Trevor Lawrence is a better version this week. Then Trey Lance could be against Arizona, so at 5,800, I'm for sure in. All
1: right. Uh, well, that's that's definitely interesting. And then not a not a peep out of anybody about Joe Burrow who'll be uh, getting the T Higgins back, and looks like they won't have Jair Alexander. The pre won't have Jair Alexander. No. Yeah, I, just, I like I, Joe. I, okay. Yeah, I like Joe for sure. Okay. Uh, anybody else that you guys want to talk about before we move on to runners? All right. Well, then let's start. Let's start at the top. Let's go to running back and uh, very top. We have Derrick Henry, of course. He's going to be very popular. Jamino has him about about a 25 percent ownership percentage over on DraftKings. And clearly uh, he warrants it to, uh, for sure. Nine thousand dollars on D.K., Um I will say, you know, a lot of Jeremy McNichols last week, and also we had Darent and Evans start to work back and practice some this week. I don't know if we've got an official word about him or how how that's going to look, but certainly something to keep in mind there. With that said, what I keep thinking about with this game and where my conviction comes to play Derek Henry here, even in the face of this ownership, is that if the Jacksonville Jaguars really are kind of quitting on their coach and it's they hate their coach and everything like that, like some of the reporting says, I can't imagine a more daunting task and a task that I would just be less willing to do for a coach that I hate than, than tackle Derrick Henry in the open field. And so I just, I just think, you know, it's often being a matchup this is a dejected team. Derrick Henry's a dude who can make you feel even more dejected once you, once you get head to head with him. So that's kind of my general thought. I want to hear both you guys on Derrick Henry. Are, are you in on him this week? It's been a, it's been a tough, uh, it's been a tough, uh, I guess cookie to what a tough nut to crack, you know, as far as which weeks to play Derrick Henry Cardi, what do you think brother? Yeah,
2: I, I definitely like Henry this week. Uh, He projects easily as the top running back. The blitz likes him a lot. I think it's like a 26 and a half point projection or or something crazy like that. Um, Higher than other systems on Henry. I don't think he is an absolute must play though, because we do have, quite a few really good mid-range running backs. And so I think at the ownership, you probably just find a way to get them in there, but like builds feel like they don't fit together as well as you want them to with Henry. So I think that's the the, the issue more than anything else. Um, But obviously he's really good. He gets, you know, 92% of his team's carries. He's been getting To this point in the year, he has, I think, 11 or 12 percent of the targets that was down last week, which is concerning. He's never done that before. Is this just an anomaly? Like if he goes back to a four percent target share, that's not as appealing. But this is a good spot for him, obviously, against Jacksonville. Uh, I think the part of the matchup that a lot of people have missed when they talk about this is that Jacksonville has been the fastest paced offense in all of football this year, which means. More plays for the Titans to run, more runs for Derrick Henry. Good game script. Um, I have nothing bad to say about Henry, other than he's just expensive. Uh, you got to find a way to make a build work that you like. I don't think he's a necessity, but he he's definitely very much in play.
1: Chief, what do you think, man? I mean, don't you think Vrabel is embarrassed coming off some kind of cockamamie loss to the Jets? He says this is a this oh, is God. a da- this is a down and out division opponent, coach in disarray. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to kick these idiots ass and I'm going to run Derrick Henry
3: over and over again. And I'm just going to demoralize these fools.
1: I mean, do you see it playing out like that? And are you interested in Derrick
3: Henry? I sure hope that's how it works out, because it's (laughs) it's, it's definitely going to work out for my Trevor Lawrence, Derrick Henry stacks. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I'm in on Henry. Definitely have him as a top play. Uh, Locked him in last week and everything that worked out. Locked Kelsey in and everything last week didn't work out. No big deal. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm in on Henry. Not, not not a complete lock button this week, uh, just because, you know, like Cardi said, I think there are, you know, plenty of good running backs in the mid-range that we can utilize. But uh, I still think Derrick Henry's at the top of the list, especially if he's going to keep getting two to three targets and being able to pick up, you know, two or three catches, 15 to 30 yards. Like, that, that just helps him out even more for a guy that's weak. It's weird, right? Like, with Henry, we pretty much expect him to get 100 yards rushing every week, or at least in the good week. So, and this is probably another one of those those weeks. In fact, uh, I, and I already know I, he's probably projected for, for that much. Yeah.
2: Projects for 123,
3: right? There now. it is. Yeah, see? It's like, you, you just play <laughs> him. It, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, man. All right. Uh, and so, at the very top, I'm guessing that, Cordy, is there any, does, does the Blitz ever get in any Alvin? Camara, it just seems like versus Washington, they've been so miserable this year. But the one thing is that you know they've they've been pretty good at stopping the stopping the the stopping the run at least. They have a really good front seven, and then you know. But on the other side, the Saints are miss the Saints going to be missing Teron Armstead. They're going to be missing their uh, who's their center Eric Eric McCoy. I, I just I wonder if this could be a spot where the Washington football team that we all hoped they could be might pop up and you know pick off Jameis a couple of times and, and kind of take advantage of this oh. offensive line situation here. What do you think? Uh, are you playing any Alvin Kamara? I'm just I'm, I feel weird about how the script of this game could go. Yeah, no,
2: if I'm paying that much for running back, it's easily for Henry. He projects like four or five points higher than Kamara uh, and Kamara doesn't even project that low own. So I'm not even sure he's like a great GPP pivot. Um, for me, I'd much rather just uh, live in the mid-range with the running
1: backs so I'm not playing Henry and and find ways to spend the salary elsewhere. Well, let's get down to the mid-range because I, I, have, a, I have a feeling that you guys aren't going to be paying up 7600 for Austin Eckler. I mean, are, are you, Chief? I, I, I bet Cardi's not because I, I'm going to get down to some of these mid-range guys. I mean, Saquon Barkley's in that range. Zeke Elliott's in that range with a big Q next to his name, which I find pretty interesting. It feels like he's going to he's going to go both him and Amari Cooper, are both questionable, but they said that that was all precautionary stuff. Najee Harris here at 6,900. And then whenever we start getting down to the mid range and even the lower range, it feels like this Samaj P. Ryan stuff, way down at 4,300 or wherever he is could start to evaporate with the report that just came out before we got on that, um, that, you know, maybe, maybe there's some kind of, you know, maybe there's going to be a big, just a total committee there, and who knows between Chris Evans and Samaj P. Ryan. Also, we got the, um, also uh, we got the news about, um, you know, it like with 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 Mixon, like we're, we're we're like we're just we're we're I mean Dalvin Cook. So we're we're definitely still waiting on some, on on some of this stuff. Are there any of these guys that you're looking at here before we talk about some of these dudes that I know Cardi's going to be interested in? Namely, one. Mr. Lenny Fournette.
2: There's one guy in this range that I definitely like. It's it's Najee Harris. He's I think every bit as good as Eckler, Barkley, Elliott, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, like all the guys in this range. And he's the only one under seven K like I don't know why people don't like him more like I guess we have him projected fairly high but it's just he feels like the kind of guy that people don't like to play like last week the blitz really liked him and nobody really wanted to play him um but like he gets Alvin Kamara target share and he gets Derrick Henry's carry share like his volume is just insane and people are like well he plays on the Steelers can I really play Najee Harris it's like yes you can um so if I don't play Henry, I'm definitely playing Harris. And you could even wind up with builds where you play both of them. But Harris is very much uh, one of the best plays of the whole week, I feel like. Um, he's just He just gets so much freaking volume. And yeah, Pittsburgh sucks and the O-line sucks and whatever else you want to say, um, volume is king for running backs.
1: I just, I just wanted to clarify what I was talking about earlier with the whole Bengals situation. The report that came out right before we came on from Tom Pelissero saying that Bengals Joe Mixon is trending toward playing in some capacity in quotes on Sunday versus Packers. So that card yeah, just was that the whole backfield. Of fat it's happens. just like, what are you going to do? You know, right. All right. So um, as we move down here is just X amount, right. Um, as we kind of continue moving down here, Chief, uh, I mean, any interest in playing? I mean, I've heard some talk about um, maybe kind of going seeing about going back to the well on, on your guy, Chuba Hubbard. It doesn't look like Christian McCaffrey's going to play um, Kareem Kareem Hunt has been kind of doing his thing. It doesn't really seem sustainable, but I mean, what I'm really most interested in asking you guys about is Damian Williams. I mean, he's been a player that at least has had some pedigree in fantasy thus far. He's a good player. He had the Bruce die to end last game. Obviously we'll be filling in in some capacity with Khalil Herbert. We don't know how this split's going to go. Um, Chief, I'm, or wait, I've can I just go back to Cardi real quick? Cardi, how do, how do you see the Damian Williams split playing out this week? How do you have him projected?
2: I have him with uh, about 70, 75% of the carries, the okay. rest to to Herbert, maybe like a percent to Ryan Null, um, mm-hmm. and him getting most of the passing work, maybe like 10 to 12% of the targets. So it's a good volume share for, for Damian Williams, for sure. Um, on FanDuel in particular, he's really well-priced. I feel like on FanDuel, he's... He's kind of like almost a catch game staple.
1: Chief, do you like Damian Williams? And then what about some of these other players that we talked about there in the there in the mid range? I mean, I kind of skipped over James Robinson. He's, I mean, boy, if we could get Carlos Hyde active again, and we could get Urban Meyer to quit acting like such a dolt, I mean, he would be a great play if we got the same usage that we saw in what was that, last Thursday night? What do you think? Or uh, Which of these plays in the mid-range are you looking at before we start to talk? It looks like we might have lost Chief there for a second. So, um, uh, C- Cardi, maybe I can ask you, what about James Robinson? I mean, any interest there? Or is- yep. Yeah. So,
2: th- this is this is the range that I like the most. Okay. Um, you have Williams, you have uh, Najee, you have James Robinson, uh, you, you pointed it out earlier, like week one, Jacksonville was super pass heavy, which went completely against expectations because it's Urban Meyer who liked to run in college as the rookie quarterback. Like, why are they throwing this much? And over the last few weeks, they've become a run heavy team the way we expected them to. This is a run heavy team. Um, last week, Carlos Hyde was inactive, active. So it really was the James Robinson show. Um, Hyde probably will be back this week, but uh, Robinson is going to get a bunch of volume on the ground, through the air. Um, we mentioned this is a fairly fast paced game in part because it's just the Jaguars play so fast. Um, but he's just really cheap for, for what his role in this offense is. He's what, six, six K on mm-hmm. DraftKings. That's yeah. just, it's just too cheap. So I like Robinson a lot. There's probably, you know, that pool of like four or five running backs you're picking from, from cash games this week. And he's very much in there.
1: What if we have some kind of and just I want to talk to you about Fournette, but just before we get there, fifty five hundred is Alexander Madison. What if we get some kind of scratch for Dalvin Cook? What what does does that turn the turn turn the slate on its head a little bit?
2: Yeah, absolutely. If Cook is out, Madison is is the best running back play on the slate, like hands down. Like it's not close. You play him everywhere, or you're terrible at the FS. Um, I guess in cash games you do that. In GPPs, they're different thing. Um, but he becomes the best running back play on the slate by far. He gets massive volume when Cook is out, on the ground, through the air, team that loves to run the ball, team that can score points for touchdown equity, and he's 5.5K. So, yeah, you're playing Madison for sure if that happens.
1: It, it feels like you love Fournette. We've been teasing it. Let's, let's, just, let's just hear it. We talked about it on the SiriusXM show. One interesting thing that you mentioned this morning that I was completely unaware of is that Miami's actually uh, – via your pace numbers Miami's actually top four in pace
2: yeah Miami has been running at a very very fast pace this year the Bucks we know played a fast pace so this is the fastest pace game on the slate um Bucks project number two uh Miami projects number four so combined they project easily for the fastest pace game it's a low win situation um the Bucks have a very high team total they're a 10 point favorite so it is a great game script for rushing in the second half for Fournette Uh, looks like Gio Bernard's going to be back, which isn't ideal, but Fournette should still be, um, you know, involved in the pass game. And uh, he's just way too cheap. Like he's, what is he 5k or something stupid, like 5.2. So yeah, if, if there's one running back that I'm confident will be in my lineup this week, it's probably Fournette. But again, you have this group of like four or five that are really good plays
1: as Xavier Worthy just takes in a monster touchdown for the Texas Longhorns against the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, all right. Um, let's keep that going, and let's keep going here with the – let's keep that this going with the running backs, although I'm not even sure who else you're going to talk about, Cardi. It doesn't get – like with this Joe Mixon news, we get the Samaje Pirine stuff out of there. I mean, is there even anything left? Is there anything uh, If left? Mixon's
2: out, like Pirine's very much in play um, for GBPs, um, maybe even for cash – but if Mixon's playing, even just limited, like you, you probably shouldn't, you probably shouldn't do it. Maybe, maybe like as a GPP dark draw,
1: you play P Ryan, but otherwise it just kind of rules out the whole thing. Chief, you were kind of out there as we were talking over some of these mid range guys, Cardi, Cardi's in on, on, um, on James Robinson. He's, he's in on Leonard Fournette. Uh, those, it seems like those are the kind of guys in that range that, He's sort of focused in on, are you in on those guys and anybody else who we haven't touched on that, that, that you're interested in playing this week?
3: Yeah, for sure. Do like Chupa Hubbard. Sorry sorry, Dean has spammed my internet and it went out. And I I don't know what happened. I'm hardwired. so weird. Uh, but yeah, love Chupa Hubbard. Love uh, James Robinson. I, I think James Robinson is probably one of my favorites out of that bunch. And then this is one of those guys where, you know, I, I've probably lost some money, and I'm I'm fully telling you that I probably I'm just on board because one of these weeks I need him to pay me all my money back, and that's Miles Sanders at 5700. Like the price keeps going down, and I mean, it, God, at some point they got to start running the ball more than seven times a game with him, right? I mean, gosh, that just it feels like he should be at least 13 to 15 carries, three four targets. So he's just on my list because he's 5700 and the price is. Going down like him and Tony Pollard are about the same price, and I think Pollard's priced up because of performance, not uh, actual involvement in the game. Right where Zeke is still the bulk, of, the bulk carry guy, but they're priced the same. It makes no sense to me. So I'm in there. Um, Damian Harris, of course, at 5,500 uh, against uh, Houston. Man, if they if they could just give him 20 carries, I mean, I think he could get two touchdowns. Uh, Feel if he, if he got there. So I think those are the guys I'm interested in. And then Leonard Fournette, like, I mean, we've been on Leonard Fournette I think most of the year anyway. So, you know, of course we're going to be on board at 5,200.
1: One one last thing I want to ask you guys, I'll I'll give you final thoughts on running backs. What about uh, Damian Williams is is playing in the late window uh, as is the uh, San Francisco at Arizona game. Sitting at 5,600, both is Damian Williams and James Conner. And we have Chase Edmonds questionable. If Chase Edmonds didn't play Cardi, um, how, would that, how would that make you feel about James Connor? And would you consider a swap off of Damian Williams or maybe consider getting Damian Williams in a lineup just to give you that optionality there for the, for the late game, since it would be a direct pivot in your flex?
2: Yeah. Connor would obviously become really interesting if Edmonds is out because he would be the lead back. We'd probably see some, you know, Jonathan Ward or, you know, Benjamin or something like that, but it would be mostly Connor. Um, I think personally, I prefer Damian Williams. I think his pass game role is a little bit safer. Um, You know, so I, I think I'd prefer Williams, but Connor would definitely be in play.
1: Uh, Chief, any final thoughts about running back? Just the guys, and then Cardi. Just if you could just give your rundown after Chief about just in general from Derrick Henry on down, sort of what the what the core plays are and the key decision points.
3: Yeah, I, I'm in on Derrick Henry as my, as my number one. Um, I, I do think I'm a little bit higher on Austin Eckler than most other people, just because I mean the targets have kind of been up. Uh, Najee Harris, absolutely my favorite in the mid range at 6,900 because of his his work in the past game as well uh just overall volume in general uh then James Robinson Chuba Hubbard um and then uh Lenny Fournette and then I'd be back up to these other guys like Damian Harris Kareem Hunt so forth and so on uh 40. did you
2: mention Zeke Will because I think Zeke is a really good g b p play like because we're going to see ownership on Dak Amari CD. Zeke just feels like an awesome leverage
3: play over these guys yeah. Love Zeke. I've played Zeke every week, like all all five weeks I have played him at, or all the weeks he's been on the main slate. Let me say that. So no, no stopping now for sure.
1: Texas, Texas has now scored two touchdowns in the first two, two minutes of first two minutes of regulation in the Red River rivalry. All
3: right. Uh, let's
1: let's let, Cardi. Uh, anything else on, on, on running back? You ready to move on? Okay, let's I, let's, let, let's move on to wide receiver. And Cardi, let's just stay with you. Is it a week where you can get in Devontae Adams?
2: Yeah, I think it is. Um, similar to Henry, I don't think he's like, you have to have to have him. But if you can get him, you want to. And uh, you can definitely get at least one of Devonte and Henry. Getting both is a little trickier, but certainly doable. Um, I want to try to get both again. With Devontae, you don't have to say anything else with him aside from just the volume. Just the volume for Devontae is better than literally every other wide receiver in football by a ton, like by so much. Last year, he was getting 36% of the targets when the next best guys were getting like 28, 29, 30. This year, he's he's doing it again. It's not like he's regressed at all. Like he just gets so much volume and, uh, and he's really good. So yeah, just play Devontae, I think. Uh, he's a 9K guy or a 9.5K guy. Uh, his price has come up a little bit, but
1: he's still too cheap. Chief, do you, do you agree? Or are you in on Devontae Adams this week?
3: Yeah, I, I like him. I, I think the main thing for me with uh, with Devontae is the fact that at 8,200, what I'm looking at is who. which one of these running backs is he going to be better than? Because essentially he projects better than every running back outside of Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. And you can correct me on that if I'm wrong, Cardi, but I think that's pretty much what it is, right? Like, he projects better than everybody else? Um, Uh,
2: Yes. He even even projects better than
3: Kamara. Right. So, I mean, he's less than both of them, which means that, in my opinion, he probably should be a staple of your lineups. Like, you know, and I I think you guys have probably heard me kind of talk about that last week where I'm like, well, but, but, you know, uh, like Travis Kelsey, the reason why I play him so much is, he typically projects so much better than everybody, right? Even some wide receivers. So I feel the same way this week about, you know, Devontae, where he's 8,200, pretty much projecting better than all the other skill position players. You know, why not get him in and, and, you know, receive your 30% target share he's had over the past, what, four or five seasons? I mean, it's pretty much, well, at least three, at least three seasons for sure, I think. Is what it is, but at anyway, I'm in on Devontae for sure.
1: Green Bay Packers going into this game with their first, their fourth starting offensive line combination of the season. I think that that hurts the run game a little bit more than it hurts the really quick, trustworthy passing game that Devontae Adams has been known so much for. Um, D- Justin Jefferson seems expensive. DeAndre, no, no, nobody is going to play Hopkins at 7600 based on you know his just minuscule target share. DJ Moore though has just been really good. We saw last week, about, we saw last week, was it last week what Tyreek Hill did to Philly? Was, was that last? Was, was that, that, that was last week. week. Yep. I Man, my man, my brain gets scrambled from week to week. But I mean, DJ Moore, you could see him having an absolute, just a throbbing monster in this one. It, are, are any of you guys interested in maybe going to any of these guys at the top besides Devontae Adams? Or if you get to DJ Moore, et cetera, are you just going to see about finding the extra money to get up to Adams?
2: Yeah, I mean DJ Moore, Justin Jefferson, they they project well, um, but you just you don't you don't have the money for them if you're playing Adams, especially if you're trying to get Henry too. They're they GPP guys,
1: you know, in your stacks or one offs or whatever. For me, Chief, uh, any interest in those guys? And then as we continue to move down, I mean Adam Thielen is much cheaper, eleven hundred cheaper than Justin Jefferson. And when I close my eyes and think about this slate, it's like ninety nine times out of hundred, I just dream about adam Thielen catching at least one touchdown in this deal we have aj brown coming back against the (laughs) you know the 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 pathetic jacksonville jaguars he's only 6500 keenan allen just seems too too cheap i mean cd lamb dalton schultz has been really really swindling him lately but 6200 i mean my my goodness a lot of the amari cooper 6100 some of these i mean odell beckham jr you know that you know that Baker Mayfield is going to feel like he needs to get him back for letting him down last week in such a major way. It feels like this area right here. I mean, Jamar, Jamar Chase will be going up against a, a Jair Alexanderless uh, Green Bay secondary, Marvin Jones Jr. in a good spot versus Jacksonville. I mean, this is a good range, right? This is a good range. What do you guys think?
3: Yeah, I'm in uh, for sure. You know, a lot of those guys that you named are, you know, definitely guys I'm in. I, I did want to revisit DJ more briefly just because, man, he, he's getting so much volume right now. I mean, it, it's really it's, it, it's He's pretty much – I don't want to say guaranteed because guaranteed is, could be far off. He could very well come out and get five targets this game, but I don't think he's going to drop off from, you know, basically averaging 11 targets to five. So uh, I do think he's kind of in this upper echelon tier – uh, where I'd absolutely be playing him over DeAndre Hopkins right now, along with everyone else. So I don't want anybody to think that's a secret. But DJ Moore has kind of inserted himself, especially this season, as a big-time number one receiver in target volume, production, on the field, you name it, he's there. So did want to do that. I do think A.J. Brown this week is very interesting, being that, I mean, God, who else is, is, is Tannehill going to throw the ball to besides him and Derek Henry? Not insulting any NFL players. I clearly understand they have more guys. But A.J. Brown should, you know, in theory, I mean, have a week that's similar to what could be a D.J. Moore or Devontae Adams at a very, very discounted price. So I like him a lot. CD, same thing. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the Eagles are going to have to throw the ball. So I like Devontae Smith. Uh, Odell Beckham. I, you know, I like him as well at 6k, you know, that is not getting into that double digit target range yet, but we know this is a guy that if he is completely healthy, can kind of explode. Um, I did. And and this isn't a survey question, but this is one that I really wanted to ask Cardi. um, And I do have a survey question, but this isn't it. How do we feel about Brandon cooks this week at 6,100 going against the Patriots knowing that overall he's had so much volume most weeks no, they kind of, no, he didn't get there against Buffalo, but how do we feel about Brandon cooks? He, he's kind of the guy I'm right on the fence where I'm like, Ooh, could be a slate breaker, but just I, I'm trying to get a little bit more insight. So, you know, if you don't mind AD, I'm, I'm going to kick this one to car. You.
2: Yeah. The blitz really likes cooks this week uh, more than other systems seem to. I think it's tough to try to like actually stack this game. But yeah. in terms of as a one-off or a secondary stack, I think you're getting some low ownership for some really like high upside guys here. Cook's on the Houston side and Jacoby Myers on the New England side as a secondary stack. I love this week. Both of these guys just get insane volume, both, you know, 25 to 30% target shares. Cook has even been higher than that this year. That's going to come down. He's not going to get 40% the way he has, but he's clearly the guy that Davis Mills is keying on. and. Uh, they're both in a dome. They're both too cheap. They're both going to be fairly low owned. I, I really like both of them a lot.
1: On, on, on one side, you get Brandy Cook's revenge. On the other side of the coin, though, man, I mean, it's the old adage. What does Bill Belichick do? He takes away your best weapon. And there's no there's no doubt who the best weapon for the Texans is. Um. So, Cardi, speaking of speaking of Jacobi Myers, let me just mention some of these mm-hmm. names that pe- people have been talking about. Um, or that at least you know over at Roster Watch, some of in, in our projection systems looked like they were pretty good values. Um, Jacoby Myers, which feels—I mean, you just talked about him. Um, Tyler Boyd, you know, I've heard I've heard talk about him, and then getting down here, it's just I have a lot of interest in maybe looking at. Uh, this LaVisca Chenault, Jalen Waddell area at 4,800. You even hear some talk about Darnell Mooney down at 4,700. And then going even farther down from there in your Daniel Jones teams uh, with no Sterling Shepard, with no Darius Slayton this week. Can we see more Kadarius Tony Toney down at 4K? Those are the, some of the plays that I've been kind of focused in on. I'd like to hear if the Blitz likes any of those guys or any of these guys that are a little, a, a little bit more in this cheapy range.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of guys in that 5K-ish range that the Blitz really likes this week. Um, again, it's the type of week where there isn't like any standout wide receiver. I mean, I guess aside from Devontae, where you're like, you have to have these guys. Like, it really likes the Dallas guys, of course. It really likes the Giants guys. With Shepard and Slayton out, uh, Kadarius Toney's 4K, he got big volume last week. Kenny Galladay is a really good play, I think, on both sides, FanDuel in particular. Um, this is just a game. Like we talked about it with Daniel Jones. It projects fast pace. They're going into a dome. Daniel Jones has been, has been good this year. This is a fairly pass heavy offense with a pass heavy game script. And all these guys are too cheap. Like the Giants, I think are, are, you know, one of the best, some of the best values on the whole slate, just up and down the whole roster. So I like Galladay. I like Tony. Um, I like Myers and Cooks. Uh, I like T Higgins. We, you mentioned chase a little bit earlier, but T Higgins at five K seems a little too cheap just because he's coming back from the injury. Um, and Antonio Brown is the other guy in this range. I really like, I like buck stacks in general, because you're going to get leverage off of four because they're a pass heavy team to begin with high total. Just, I, I like that whole passing attack, but Antonio Brown at five, two just seems like, um, the, the clear best value here among them, so I think all those guys are in play in cash games and certainly in GPPs. All right,
1: Cardi, we'll we'll will we'll have you give the the one your complete you know rundown here of the position before we move on to tight end. But I I want to hear from Chief Chief from the mid range on down. What are you looking at? What are you interested in? Who are you most excited about firing up?
3: Well, can I can I cover something like on FanDuel real quick? I yeah, I, dude, I did want to plug chill. that in, but. You know, we, we talked about it already, but Jacoby Myers and Brandon Cooks, even even on FanDuel, I think that mini stack is yep. big time. I, I know it's half point PPR, but I mean, Jacoby Myers is fifty nine hundred, Brandon Cooks is sixty three hundred. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, to me, that's that, that's value, especially out uh, in my book. So I, I, I like that with um, with DJ Charkout, I, I do think also on FanDuel. You know, we, we don't know whether exactly where the target share is going to shake out. But, you know, Marvin and LaVisca, I think, are are pretty good plays there, along with A.J. Brown at 6,900. So I'm really, you know, really – I really like those guys there. Last play from FanDuel, um, this is a guy that that we've talked about – well, no, I don't think we've talked about him, but it's in the Carolina game where while, while the targets may not be, you know – they're consistently, last game, he did have 10 targets in the game where they kind of had to kind of throw the ball, and that's Devontae Smith, right? I like Jalen Hurts this week, so Devontae Smith at 6K on FanDuel with a little bit of that Carolina run back, at like a guy like DJ Moore or something like that. I, I really, really like that. So now back to uh, back to DK. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of just focused in on, on a, a lot of these same guys, but, you know, Cardi talked about Antonio Brown at 5,200. I think it's a little bit too cheap. Um, especially with Gronk out and not that he doesn't have tight ends, but, you know, we saw in that last game against the Patriots, you know, if if one of he, he had 11 targets, could have had, could have had more points than this, a big, you know, 40, 50 yard play comes back on a holding penalty. So Antonio Brown very well could have had over hundred yards receiving, eight catches, which I mean, would have put him squarely in place. So, you know, these are just guys I, I like. Um, and then once again, back on DK, LaVisca Chennault at, at 4,800. You know, against Tennessee, I think, I think is is also uh, also in play and the Miami receivers. Right. Uh, You know, we didn't talk about Jacoby Brissett much, but this team is going to have to throw the ball just as much as anybody. I mean, we've seen what the Buccaneers do. They're going to, you know, essentially shut down the run. Jalen Waddle, I think at 4,800 is in play, you know. Um, you know, both of these Miami receivers, Devontae Parker, I know he, he seemingly has a questionable tag all year, but he's in play. So those are two other guys I wanted to, uh, to plug in.
1: Cardi, you want to give a quick rundown of wide receiver and then we'll, we'll, we'll blast through tight end and get to the blitz survey and talk about some stacks.
2: Uh, the one other guy we have to mention is Curtis Samuel. His price hasn't gone up since last uh, week on DraftKings. He's still 3K, still questionable. So we don't know what his snap count's going to be, but uh, Deami Brown is out. Cam Sims is out. So like you'd think they're going to, hopefully if he's able to rely on him a little bit more. So he's a good way to make some stuff uh, work for cheap, but uh wide receiver Devontae Adams is the clear top guy. Then I think you're looking at like uh uh, a lot of guys from the Dallas, Dallas Giants game, Amari and CD are both great. Uh, Tony and Galladay, I think are really good cooks Myers on opposite sides of their game. I think are really good. Keenan Allen's good. Um, you know, Curtis Samuel's cheap. It's one of those weeks where there isn't like, Oh, you have to play three of these four guys. Like there,
1: there's a bunch that are options at the uh, let's Let's go ahead and move on to the tight end position. And this is just, just, just a pathetic deal this week. Um, I think you know on DraftKings clearly. Darren Wallers in play. I know that probably a lot of people will be paying down for Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Mike. Maybe Mike Gesicki with the way that Jacoby Brissett has been kind of targeting him lately. I don't really know. I, I'd be kind of. I've, I've I've had some interest in maybe Jonu Smith or one of these one of these new England guys, it's just really hard. I mean, Evan Ingram is another dude who seems like he'd be pretty popular. That's the guy that that's the guy you're playing this week in cash games, at least. Yeah. And, but over on FanDuel, it's just, it's like, on FanDuel, it's like if you're not paying all the way down to some kind of Ricky Seals Jones or something like that, it's like, it just feels like you just pay up for Waller because they're just in this big a difference in price between, you know, you're looking at a $4,000 difference in price on DK versus only like a two, you know, two thousand sub two thousand dollars difference in price between these Dalton Schultzes and these kind of these 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 dirt balls like this, um, Chief. What do you think about what do you think about tight end this week? Is there anybody that's standing out to you?
3: Yeah, and, and it's actually those guys that you talk about versus Waller. Like I think with Waller, because he's priced up so much, what we're doing is we're you know we're we're basically taking his long term numbers. <laughs> and saying Darren Waller is, is absolutely the best tight end, right, um, in terms of volume. In the short term, though, Hawkinson, you know, Schultz, you know, guys like that, uh, e- even Zach Ertz, who, who nobody probably wants to talk about. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, don't don't look now. His targets are going up every game. And, and he's continued to like, – like, the, the uh, game against Dallas, seven targets, four receptions. 53 yards and a touchdown. Not guaranteed a touchdown, but the game against Kansas City, eight targets, six catches, 60 yards, and nobody's talking about it. It's just like Zach Ertz doesn't exist. Dallas, Dallas guarded is the guy. He gets all the targets. Guess what? That's a lie. Couldn't be further from the truth. I like Zach Ertz this week in a game where they're going to be behind, have to throw the ball. Uh, not a lock button, of course, but I think he's a guy that – is probably going to go overlooked that we're just not talking about, right? Like, you don't know. No, who, who, well, I,
1: you'll never believe this, man, but my radio host this morning made a similarly impassioned plea for playing Zach Ertz this week. So it's it's uh, there must be something in the air about this whole Zach Ertz thing for
3: sure. I mean, it's it's not in the air; it's in the numbers. I'm just looking <laughs> at what's happening on the field. I'm, I mean, look. Okay, so so let's let's do it this way. I know it's tight end; we're getting logged in, but Dalton Schultz is more popular because he got seven targets in week three and eight targets in week four. He had six in week one and two in week two, right? Okay. And then we're looking at TJ Hawkinson. We're looking at Walt. Like, there aren't that many tight ends that have the volume that that he has. Like, those are the facts. But he's not going to be as popular for whatever reason, and I I will be playing him. Uh, Absolutely playing him.
1: Cardi, who have we not mentioned at tight end that deserves consideration?
3: Uh,
2: there's a couple guys, but I mean, the, the guy that is the most obvious on DraftKings is Evan Engram. Like you just play him in cash games and, and that's it. Like we love this environment. We love this game for the Giants. We've talked about it a lot. He's 3.2K or whatever he costs. He's stupid cheap, um, especially with Shepard and and Slayton out, like he's going to be the number two or the number three option for them. So just, just play Engram there. On FanDuel, they make it very easy to pay up for tight ends, pay up for Waller, um, and then you're just playing guys in your stacks or as one-offs or whatever. So, like uh, uh, you mentioned, Mike Gesicki, I really like Buck stacks. Gesicki makes a lot of sense as a run back in a in
1: a Buck stack, that kind of thing. Cool. All right. Speak hey, speaking of stacks, we're to the Blitz survey, so let's hear from both of you guys, Chief. I want to hear your favorite stacks, what your what, uh, and how you're looking to build them, and then we'll and then we'll hear from Cardi.
3: Yeah, uh, my favorite is actually way off the board this week. I've already talked about it. it. Uh, I've already talked about it, but listen, I've been on these Jacksonville stacks with with Derrick Henry run back. Like I just, I, I, Tennessee has been struggling all year. This just didn't start with the Jets last week. So let's just put that out there, right? They, they, they've struggled all year. So love the the Jacksonville stacks. I think this opportunity for them they keep trying to, you know, crank it out. I know the controversy with their coach. They still got to strap it up and go out there and play. Uh, I think it's an affordable stat, right? Uh, Cardi, we've already talked about the fact that, I mean, they're playing really fast-paced. So, uh, love. Um, uh, Jesus, what's what's the guy's name? I'm forgetting his name now. Uh, Trevor Lawrence with Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chennault, run, uh, run back with Derrick Henry and possibly some A.J. Brown.
1: What do you think, Cardi? Favorite stacks and how are you constructing them?
3: Yeah, I think Dallas
2: is going to be, is going to be popular, but good. I think San Francisco is maybe going to be popular, but but too popular. Uh, I really love the Giants. Giant, Giants project straight up as the best stack on the blitz stack page this week, and they're not going to be the highest on stack. Um, I like the Bucks a lot. And then I think maybe you sprinkle in some Chargers, some Vikings, stuff like that. Maybe some, some Detroit even wouldn't be terrible. Um, but yeah, really Giants, Bucks, some Cowboys. Th- th- those are your
1: top ones. All right, we'll be moving on to conviction and consequences where we will be assigning last week's fourth place loser in the four-man, of course, including our producer, Steve. Um, uh, Devin, Devin taking over today, but Steve, our, our usual producer, uh, we will be assigning Will, his quarterback. Hopefully he gets up off the mat this week. I have a feeling that Will gets up off the mat. Just a quick reminder, if you're watching this, on YouTube, please like and subscribe here uh, to the Roto Grinders page. You can check out rotogrinders.com for daily strategy shows that will help you win in FanDuel and in DraftKings and also just tons of free daily fantasy sports advice. Um, there's also the podcast feed where this show will be and tons of other shows that you can subscribe to. That's the RG Daily Fantasy Football pod feed. Of course, you can find uh, Cardi stuff, rotogrinders.com slash V-Blitz. All right, boys, we got to assign will a quarterback before we get into our conviction plays uh, Steve Steve isn't here to give his suggestions. So let's just look, let me look through the old player pool here. We don't want to give him somebody too swindly. He loves Trevor Lawrence is that too nice. No, I, I think Trevor
2: Lawrence is a fair one to give him because it's not like he's a great raw play like chief likes him I think in part because it's going to be low owned and all that so um, and I think Lawrence is, is good
1: it's his guy this week. Let's give Thank him Trevor. You. Let's give him Trevor Lawrence. All right, let's get off you the sure. mat. We'll... <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, as I mentioned, my name is Alex Dunlap. You can find me on Twitter at rosterwatch. Find my content at rosterwatch.com. You can also hear me on Sirius X and Fantasy Sports Radio, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern for the game day edition. Hey, uh, tune in before the Roto Grinders show starts. They start right at 930, I think, a.m. Eastern. So um, it's a a good primer on Sunday mornings to get you ready for the rest of the great uh, slate breakdowns over here. Derek Cardi, you can find him on Twitter, at Derek Cardi. Again, the Blitz, rotogrinders.com slash d dash Blitz. We're here every week watching this video as part of the premium package over at Roto Grinders and also in the Blitz uh, uh, projection package. All that stuff you can pull into lineup HQ, you can use it to make 150 lineups, you can use it to just crank out your optimal lineups, uh, you can choose the players that you like and have a Cardi-approved build, built completely around it, uh, it's the Blitz, rotogrinders.com slash dash Blitz. Of course, we're also here with the Chief, Will Priester at ChiefJustice06 on Twitter and one of the just maniacal providers of all the fantasy sports information that you could uh, ever imagine, you can follow him on Twitter Whoa. again. At Chief Justice 06. all right, boys, we're finally here. Our conviction plays the plays that you'll you, you'll be damned if you see in the four man uh, that aren't in your lineups. Chief, I think I know who you're gonna pick. <laughs> I'm gonna start with you. Who's your conviction play?
3: Uh, it, it's actually uh, Zach Ertz.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Uh, yeah, it, it, it's Zach Ertz. I, I mean, he's he's gonna be in there. I just I like where the targets are going. Um, I like the the uptick in production you know I think for the price you know you're looking across the landscape of tight end Zach Ertz is still 3400 on DK and and Dallas Gardens is 5100 makes no sense so Zach Ertz this week I didn't I didn't have Kelsey for the run back right and uh so Zach Ertz will, will be in there that's my conviction play.
1: All right, Cardi. So the chat's apparently asking for some props, uh, some props. So we're we're gonna we're gonna interrupt our trying to get the hell out of here on time. You you got a few props you can give them, Chief. You got any prize picks? Oh man, them- Cardi, Cardi, you have
3: any props? You know I got some ready to go all the time.
1: Uh, <laughs> Let's yeah, give no, the people
3: some props. Let's give them some yeah. props. I got I got plenty of
2: props. You can see the Blitz's props out there. Um, <clears throat> but the props that look really good this week in the Blitz are like all the davis mills props like over completions over yards over So gross. um it's so gross but uh he's in the dome he's got the great game script for it um he projects just so much better than the line so i like the D- davis mills under interceptions like all all the davis mills <laughs>
1: props
2: um there's obviously plenty of other good ones but that's like the ones that really drew my
1: eye this week Chief, Chief, you got a few that you really like. Any, yeah, any, let, me, any, let me go. five-star gold gold ribbon?
3: No, I, I do. Let, let me hop. You know, you guys know I'm, I'm, like, massively on prize picks, like, so much. So, I'm I'm giving it to you from that perspective. Uh, give me Zach Wilson, over 235-and-a-half in the London game. Not worried about it. Give me Sam Darnold. I talked about this last week. If they're going to continue to give me Sam Darnold two – I got Sam Darnold, like, 250 at one point this week because they thought McCaffrey was coming back. I thought, well, that's stupid. He should have more. Yet. It makes no sense. So I got him at 264 and a half over Jacoby Brissett. This is an interesting one. i got him over 22 and a half completions. Don't think the team's are going to be able to run the ball that much. Uh, Matt Jones over 249 and a half passing yards. And then this is the one. And it's only because uh, they're going to be down one of their best wide receivers. I've got Cordero Patterson over 36 and a half receiving yards. Oh, that's just, a just. I yeah, mean, th- just, I happening. mean, it just feels like he's going over. So, th- those are my main ones this week. And I- I'll have a few more as I dig in today. But, I mean, th- those are like my top five as of right. right now.
1: All right. Well, there you go. Chat, you got your prop talk. Ask and you shall receive. Cardi, let's get your conviction play. Uh, I'm
2: just going to say Giants stack because I just think all the Giants are fantastic plays. They're going to be too low owned. If you run optimal lineups in the Blitz, like you're getting some giant stacks like mixed into the top 20 optimal lineups. You're getting like Jones, Tony, Ingram lineups, Jones, Galliday Ingram lineups. So um, just, just all the giants that that's my conviction.
1: For me, I mean, Mike, obvi- I've wanted to say Adam Thielen because I, I, I'm, I'm going to play Adam Thielen against you guys. He's, he's 100% get, getting in the box, but the, I mean the play that I have the most conviction around is the play that everybody else loves. And of course it is Derrick Henry versus the pathetic jacksonville jaguars so for chief for cardi i've alex this has been the blitz week five we're getting the hell out of here